Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M-A-I-N-M-E-N-U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hey everybody, and welcome to Main Menu for the 17th of February, 2017. I am your co-host, Jason Castanguay. Remember some time back Janine was at a tech fair and demoed OrCam? Well, we have a much more in-depth demo for you now, and Randy is going to introduce that. Afterward, the woman who presented, Aliza Olenek, talks with us and gives some background and answers some of our questions. Then we find out there's a new approach to using Uber in town, so if you hate dealing with smartphones, you can still get around. We'll tack on some news items at the end. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Thank you, Jason. This is Randy Rusnak speaking. During the time of this recording, mid-November, the weather started to turn cold. Therefore, we had heating to contend with. There was a large compressor where the OrCam demonstration took place. Rather than filter out the noise, which would have left artifacts, we decided to leave the recording as close as we could to its original sound. And now listen to this, the OrCam demonstration, of which I was very proud to take a part in. And now, here's Eliza as she demonstrates the OrCam. Alrighty, I want to give you guys a fast demo and I can talk until I'm purple, but it'll get really boring. I want you guys to be able to get your hands on it and ask questions. That's the most important part, and think about how it can be relevant in people's lives. Suspended. Oh, cool. That's usually not a good thing. Suspension's bad. (laughs) That's good for Orcam. So what we have, is any, do you have any vision at all? Are you able to see me? Randy, Randy or Nimmer. Okay, so I want to. I just want to get this into well, your you hands. You have plenty of vision. <laughs> I've got vision, but not with eyes. I'm gonna. Thank you. Okay, so this is OrCam. Oh my God, it's smaller than I thought it was. It is small, right here. And that's the camera, I'm assuming. Right? Yes, this is the camera. Okay. And this is the earpiece right here. So we're looking at something about four inches in length. Now, is this a Bluetooth device, or does this, the cable goes to what, actually? So the cable, keep going. Uh, da da Oh, shortcut. there it is. da There it is. The cable goes to this so, little computer, so, so which is... So this is the camera, and this is the processor, right? Yes, and it is actually a mega brain. It's... Right, so this processor is kind of like a, about the size of a power supply of a laptop, sort of. And then, yeah. then the camera is about four inches in length. Yes. And um, okay, thank you. You're Thanks. welcome. And it goes on glasses. It sits on your glasses. Um, so we put a small mount on your glasses, or if you don't wear any, we bring you a pair of glasses. Uh huh. I think we they just come with glasses. We bring, yeah, we'll just bring an empty pair of glasses. I look great in glasses, by the way. Okay, then you're going to be the first one to try it. <laughs> what we do is we put the device on the glasses, and it pops on and off like a Lego piece. Oh. Okay. People it's are really intimidated. It's almost with, like a magnet. With the, it is actually going to be a magnet, the next mm. version that comes out. Whenever they update, people get new updates. So you don't buy an OrCam and then they update three months later. And, and then you're stuck with an older version, so right. you, get, you get the new generation. You get the new generation because mm. we want everyone to have the best OrCam possible. Now, do you have two versions of this? No, we have two versions, but they both need to sit on glasses okay. because where they're reading is basically where your eyes are. We like to... We, we like you to think of OrCams being in between your eyes, mm-hmm. but they didn't put it there because it looks ridiculous. Right. One of the early models, they may have put it there. Um, and somebody said, are you crazy? Like make, it look, make it look cool, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you So I'm putting them on right now. And what you see is that it's pretty discreet, but they did make it look kind of cool. So this is the earpiece. I am going to hook it up to an external speaker. Does this jack in or is it Bluetooth? So right now it jacks into the external speaker. Okay, gotcha. Um, They are working on Bluetooth, but they're never going to do away with the power cord in between. Understand, yeah. There's just too much going on. Mm -hmm. You can have it really quiet because the speaker is sitting right up against your ear. So we can blast it so that everyone in the room 
here. You can sit in a library or a classroom or at your job or just reading your mail. You don't want people to hear. You can just have it basically, we call it whispering in your ear, mm -hmm. but it doesn't actually whisper. It talks. It's just quiet. So I'm going to wake it up. Waking up. Battery is 90% charged. Can everybody hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh, let me tell you first what OrCam will do. One version of OrCam will read you any printed text. We call it the reader. It's really practical for everybody. Anything going on with their vision needs printed text read to them. So that is one version. The other version reads printed text. It does facial recognition, product recognition, and money recognition. They both look exactly the same. There's a price difference. They both come with training, support, everything. It just kind of depends on what you need. So I'm going to first show you the, the reading. And there are three ways to make our camera read to you. One way is by pushing a button on the device that we call a trigger button. The other way is by just simply tapping the device. And the other way, which keeps you really mobile, is by pointing. So we have a number of gestures. Um, what Orcan needs to see is your finger up, and it, it's very sensitive. So it just took, just a, took picture a picture. Of no yes, yeah. it took a picture of nothing. I'm, de I'm demonstrating my finger up right now. <laughs> so we'll let it take a few pictures of nothing. It needs to see your finger up, the back of your nail bed, and it needs the text to be in line with your nose. I T R S L A E L A I I T. Okay, <laughs> stop reading. So it's just reading gibberish actually right now, right? Right now it's reading gibberish because I pointed to I don't know what and it caught a little bit of text somewhere. I will tell you that this stopping gesture is a tiny bit quirky. They told us when they put it in this latest version that it works 50% of the time. I actually get it to work about 95% of the time. When they put a new gesture in, they'll put it in the update and they'll say it's a little quirky, we're working on it. So stop gesture is not perfect. You can always stop it by hitting the trigger. That's on the box. And that's connected to the glasses, yeah. or the, the big box. Yes, and we also give you a clip with this. But there's not a trigger point on the glass part. No, the glasses are just are just there to see. So let me just show you. I'm going to point right now to this text. So her finger was in individual front of the text. attention. Complimentary one-on-one -on -one training session. Each OrCam My Eye device is hand delivered by a certified OrCam train. I started it and I stopped it just by triggering. You can also jump around. So say I don't want to hear what's at the top of the page. I'm sitting in a restaurant. I want to read a menu. I want to know what's in the middle. You can be specific. You do not have to get your finger out of the way. You can leave it there a little bit. I can get a quick view of the news. OrCam enhances quality you can jump of around. life. Complimentary one-on-one -on -one training session. So you can jump. Question: Was that uh, taking the first ORC image that you took? You took a snapshot. Then wherever you're pointing, it was just kind of reading that in the ORC image. Yes. So what you can do is you can you can trigger it. If you do just a quick point, let it take a picture, get your finger out of the way. It's going to read you starting from the top right-hand side of the page. If you want to be specific, you can stick your finger in there and hold it just a little bit longer, or you can interrupt it as it is speaking. And you can also control it by using this device. Once it's talking with the volume up or down, you can jump up or down. Navigate through the device. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can navigate with your finger, or you can navigate with the machine, whatever okay. is your preference. How does, does it keep the text in there? There's a pause feature. You can make it pause by just hitting the volume up and down right in the middle. Mm -hmm. I think I have this one set to three minutes. But you can also, if it gets to the end of something and you need to re-trigger, it usually will remember where you left off. But you can't reverse. You can only reverse by either using your finger or, it's gonna read something, okay, that means you missed. It's gonna reverse either by pointing to a different spot or it's gonna reverse by navigating okay. with this volume up. How long does it keep that in there? I don't know specifically, not very long. It's not gonna hold it for an hour. It'll hold it for a couple of minutes. No, let's say you wanted to view it later. Will it save to like an SD card? No. So it's not savable media at all, right? So I'm guessing the next or see that you do will replace it. Right, it doesn't rely on memory for the reading. 
um, the reading, you really have to actively read. Gotcha. It only will hold it like for maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, um, or by using the pause feature. And I actually have never examined how long you can pause something for. That's okay. My attention span's short anyway. So. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so how far away or how close do you hold the reading material? We like to say OrCam has 20-40 vision. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than mine. Yeah. We say OrCam has 20-40 vision. It will tell you if something is too far away. It talks to you. It tells you what's going on. The text seems upside down to read it. Rotate the page and try again. Can it be on the table like a menu? Yeah. And you look down at it? It Why can. Not? So that's something that comes with the training. We teach you how to really get it lined up because it sees it sees out like this. It sees out like a cone. And you have to remember where the camera is. Mm -hmm. So yes, we just we train people to, to do it like this. We just have to be able to find it. How well does it do on newsprint? Good. I think I have some with me. It knows how to skip around. Mm -hmm. It knows how to follow the block text, but it will only read you what it can see. So we'll take this one, for instance. The print is pretty small. It might tell us to move it closer. It might say move under the light, but it might just read it. Sports Exchange Australian Open Titles. I'm once in the third, Djokovic world number one Novak Djokovic alongside legends of our sport twice. So it will follow this. I was working with a man on Saturday because he really, he bought a reader because he, he wants to read the New York Times. Like that is his joy and he lost it. It wasn't reading the New York Times for him. So we, we just did a retraining and it turned out he just had to move it a little bit closer. He just was holding it too far away. I suspect, I would imagine, that like reading the New York Times, there's a lot of window dressing. If you know, Do you know what I'm saying? Like it has a lot of borders and things like that. How does it do on, will it, will it read like star, 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 star? No. If there's a border, does it just ignore no, so that? It tells you that it's skipping one line of unreadable text. Okay. So if there's a picture or if there's a big white space, it will just jump and say skipping one line of unreadable text. That's nice. Yeah, and the unreadable text is usually a picture parents find if they're reading books to their kids. If there are a lot of pictures or if there's a lot of cursive or something, it will say skipping one line of unreadable. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't read cursive? It doesn't read handwriting. It, okay. We say it doesn't read cursive. Sometimes it surprises us depending on the font. So Yeah, nothing today really does. That really hasn't so changed much. greeting cards probably wouldn't be its strongest. No, greetings, yeah. Recipe cards. I would probably do recipe cards if they were... Depends well, they're mostly they're handwritten. Most right. Oh, it's I see what you mean. Handwritten. Yeah. Right. It'll read, it'll read typed recipes. It'll read... I even... I brought, a, I brought a recipe book because that's actually really important to people. So it'll follow a recipe if it's printed. Or can needs a lot of light. I just want to give you a bill. And since you're here wearing the Orcam... I want to show you guys some of the other features. Oh, I have money in my pocket. Does anybody have a bill? I got a, got a crisp I have a variety. Here. Okay. So don't tell them what it is. Anything but a two. Doesn't like twos. Okay, so basically, you're going to want to point to the center of the bill. Remember that your camera is here, your bill is here. So you want to line it up as if you're going straight out from your nose. Okay, so take the bill, go straight out from your nose. There we go. Point, point to the center of the bill. Ten dollars. Nice. Huh. Okay. Thank you. Come. Money back the money. <laughs> we can go out to lunch for that. Huh? Here's another one. I'm just gonna here. Here's your change, sir. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's like a coffee. Twenty dollars. So oh, I know who I'm going to hang out with now. <laughs> What's the uh, range? Let's, let's say right there is about a, uh, a foot and a half away from his face. Um, how wide is the camera angle at that point? I can't give you exact numbers because I mm. don't actually know without looking because I don't retain this stuff. Sure. But it will read sort of regular size text at about the distance that you would normally read. You can stand back, and if we can find some large text... It might get messed. There's a calendar on the wall. It might get messed There's up. I was sitting in a library with a man, 
and he was, we were training, and he was reading a book. Um, I think he was reading Shakespeare. And it finished reading, and he, he was, like, it just finished, and he was talking, and he, he made a hand gesture. <laughs> just how people talk with hand gestures, and all of a sudden it went, Fritos, Cheetos, Doritos. And he said, what? That's a great marketing concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I looked, and outside of the windows we were sitting in front of across the street and across a patch of grass there was an essay station. Oh that's pretty cool. And there oh were two, there to, right to the window. Two trucks sitting sitting there, two big trucks, free dose cheetos. Oh I was reading the truck sign. Or the, the billboard. Yeah, those yeah. are huge. Yeah. Wow. So this is inside of a building across the street and across a green but the trucks were humongous. So it's something that people largely get a feel for. After a while, they realize the, 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 limit, the limits of it, the older limits of it. Right. Yeah. Right. You kind of, and in training, we, we work with sort of what's in front of you. And we see really what you need and, and train specifically geared for that. So that is the reading, and that's really what the reading can do for you. No, not to be flip here or anything, but yeah. I, I would imagine um, that could conceivably read if you, you know... <laughs> If you had it pointed, and you you were trying to get the field of vision, and you just you missed it, it could read like T-shirts and yeah, strange, it, you know. So it it does. Does anybody have a name tag on their? Darren does. Okay, so Aaron's got it. So we're going to do the facial recognition. Oh my! With with Darren, but keep it's your name tag on. You <laughs> Keep your name tag on. Yeah. So you can do the facial recognition. So what it's going to do with the facial recognition, it's always going to tell us what it sees. So right now, I'm just going to push the trigger. You can't point with the facial recognition. They tried that in test mode, and people freaked out. So two people are in front of you, E. What does the E stand for? It saw an E somewhere. Oh. So even though it's it's working on facial or product, it'll still, if it sees an E or whatever. So I'm, Randall, I'm going to ask you to move a little bit to your right, right. because I only need, is it Randall? Randy. Randy. That's I'm okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm sorry. I'll remember yeah, that. No, no, that's all right. So I only want to get Darren in this picture, and just for, just like for... Mm-hmm. For the sake of showing you guys his name tag, which we went out of the glare, his name tag is is showing as well. You use the button. <laughs> I know. I have to be creative. Okay, so no, it already took it. Text seems blurry. Please hold it steady. So it's actually trying to read where I want it. I want it to tell me there's one person in front of me, but it's also probably going to tell me that that it's Darren. But we're actually going to teach it him in my own voice. Oh, I see what you're doing. Text seems blurry. Please hold it steady. There's too much in the background. Okay, you go that way. I'm going this way. Text seems blurry. Please hold it steady. Okay, let's forget about the name tag because that's not such an important part of this is it picture. The, is it a glare on it? It's the mm-hmm. glare. Stop breathing. I could take it out of the. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Truck. Well, it's not so important. I was just okay. going to demonstrate to you guys that it will do the facial and product, but it will also read the text. So a lot of times when I'm at shows, if we're showing people the product recognition and they see a crisp new name tag, it they think that it, it knew them without our teaching anything. I'm like, no, it's just reading your name tag. So, but we're not going to do that. We're going to. One person is in front of you. Me, Yen E-E-C. Please name the person in front of you after the beep. That's Darren. That's Darren. Press button to confirm that person. No, it's not. Is that recording in WAVE or MP3 or? (laughs) Well, I don't know. 
but Randall. I don't I don't know Randy but I'm gonna bring you the glasses and how do I look <laughs> cool. like a movie star. <laughs> oh thank you you don't have a head for glasses <laughs> I think you're a board <laughs> I think you're boring. <laughs> so So do I face Darren, I face you, Darren, right? Yeah, just say he's moving around. Here, I'm, have a seat. I'm right in front of you over here now. Yeah, okay. That's Darren. Oh that's pretty cool. Now how far away can I be from him to get it to recognize us? We say three feet, but three it's feet. I find that it's not always true. You have to stand up because he's standing. So it has to find him. So Darren say your name. Say hey there. Right over here. So you can hear where the... Ten feet out. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see I am I can... your nemesis. Let me see if I can do it by triggering. I have it set on automatic, so it okay. will announce... It will announce, I think I have it on every 30 seconds, but you can also just trigger if you want to know who's okay. there. So let's see if it will find him that far. Text seems blurry. Okay, Please so hold it say steady. Say a little something there. Right here. Okay, Text seems blurry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because of the background. That's Darren. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that's three it's feet. also yeah. the light, so it's mm -hmm. not. If it were really light over there, I yeah. think it would, it would see him. So how how big is the database that that keeps them? You can do the exact same thing with products. So it can be either a hundred faces or hundred and fifty products okay. or hundred and fifty products and a hundred faces. Mm -hmm. um, those are the only two things that hold the data and they're kind of interchangeable. You can have more products and less faces, or vice so versa. So there's 250 total then? Yes. Eliza Olenek. Oh, you looked at her and she has it on automatic. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty neat. So I want to... Beats asking your name again. So right? look at Darren while she said it wrong. Now look, now look at me again, Randy, over here. No, just stay looking at Darren while she's talking. I'd rather look at you, though. I know, you are looking at <laughs> Darren. Okay. Yeah. So that's the facial recognition, which one woman, one woman I work with uses it at her job. She serves coffee and she, she serves snacks in a nursing home. So first, the first day she got to work with her Orchem and all of the people were like, can you see now? Why are you wearing oh, glasses? <laughs> right, yeah. But what she does is she, she totted everybody's names, and then she's able to sort of remember their orders because she's been working with them for so well, long. knows why you didn't tie into the government databases, you know, that, online databases. That, that's, that's a super that's, special edition. That's, <laughs> right, that's for our users to figure out. <laughs> Hold. But that's kind of interesting, right. though, because you could just have it say name if you're focused on one person and say hi to that person without... Exactly, you know. and because it's so quiet, it's not yeah. coming out of this Can you put it on speaker. the ear piece now and take yeah. it off the speaker? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. That's okay. The with the so it's really loud right now. Actually, pull it to pull it away from your ear a little bit. I want to throw oh, it down. Oh, I see okay. It's really going to... Oh, you want me to... Okay. Yeah. It's gonna I'm be pulling the glasses off, and she's turning it down. All right. Tell me how's the volume. Oh, fine, fine. It's not too loud? No, not Which is not my name. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so... Could you all hear that in the room? The yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so could, you could turn it down. You could turn it down even further. You want to turn it down? Sure. Oh, she's doing oh, she's it on doing the, it on the now, processor. Yeah. Okay. All right, now we're going to take another picture and see if anybody in the room can hear, and I'm the only one that's okay, so able to listen right now. Harlan? He's yep, on your really right, quiet now. so he's got to talk so you can look at him. Who does? Randy. Snap me. So it doesn't know him it yet. It doesn't know you yet. We would have to teach We'd it. teach it. Yeah. But say you just, you know what, say you want to sit down. You're, sit, you're sitting in a library and you're reading your mail. Or you're sitting, you're sitting here, you're reading your mail. Mm -hmm. And you just don't want everyone to know mm -hmm. what your mail says. Especially okay. the stuff that I read. <laughs> okay, so let's make pretend this is that. Okay. Or wait, your cell phone, even better. You mean I can point it at the screen? Yes. Is your screen on? Uh, actually, no. Um, Do you want okay, mine? Yeah. Let me find your text message. So, and I want to, while she's 
it's going to read everything that it sees on that text message. Uh -huh. So in training, we teach you how to get very specific with it because you could people sit and work at yeah, their computers or. Oh, yeah. So you know what? Just look at it, and I'm going to hit the trigger for you. Okay. I think we're lined up. Well. One one person is in front of me. Uh oh, it sees you over Sunday, there. Sunday, November thirteenth, two thousand sixteen, five four forty four p.m. And Do you the, know her the, the screen went blank. Did it? Is that yeah, it's reading everything. Yeah. yeah. So the screen it's went reading, blank. It's but reading it her calendar it. actually right now. Yeah, she's typed off what she, her schedule is. Five fifty nine p.m. How about if I take Wednesday and Thursday, and then it ends right there? Yep. Yep, that's right. That's <laughs> that's pretty so. amazing. So it just kind of. And I just saw you and told me your name. Okay. <laughs> My wrong name. Your wrong name. Yeah. I'm curious, how does it do on canned products? Canned products are the hardest yeah. are the hardest ones for it to read, or anything really on a curve. Mm -hmm. So that's what we would use the product recognition for. Uh, no, product recognition works with barcodes then, or not? No, you no. have to teach it. You do? Yep. What if you what if you didn't know what they were? I mean, you, so you have to actually have somebody tell you what the item so, is? So, yes. If you don't know what it is, you have to really sit with a person this is here. This is gonna read. He's got a but bottle of something. Coke, I'll bet. Katiba. That's uh, tequila. So you can even just throw that in your pocket, <laughs> or just set it on the table. It's Go actually it with the pointing. So I know where your camera is. Drink. Switch hands, maybe, Dan. I'll show it. I, is it reading it? I too? heard the word party, but that's all I could hear. Yeah. It's reading, it, it, it missed some on the periphery. Instead of sparkling, it read parkling. Oh, okay, that's the party uh, word. Yep. So if, yep. Right, so if the P is off on the mm -hmm. periphery, it's not going to see it. But that's something that's a perfect example of if you have the one with the product recognition, just teach it. Because people can stand in front of their orange juices, and there's like 10 different orange juice, and you only want it you want the one with no pulp, right? Mm -hmm. So just, you can in your own voice say, buy that one. Darren, I work pretty good for, probably for business enterprises. That's yeah, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice if it was linked to the barcodes too. Um, right, so they haven't, they haven't done that one yet, but because it is new technology, or it's not even that new anymore, but we still like to call it new technology. I don't know why but it's exciting or something. person doing, Doing the business enterprises and his his product did, his or her product never changed. Right, right. The, the initial setup is lengthy, but then it would read all the bars, it would read all the chips mm -hmm. and whatever else. So let me be the devil's advocate. Right. Why this over a barcode device? I mean, I I understand, but for those who might not, why would you not use a barcode reader? So just it's one less. It's like one less thing to have in your pocket mm -hmm. or in your in your pile of things that you're using. So instead of having the money reader and the barcode reader and the different size magnifiers and the CCTV, it just kind of will do everything and you can stick it in your pocket and gotcha. just take it with you. And again, I'm not being mean, I'm just No, 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 to we actually, yeah. we want these questions. Well, what about Google Glass? I mean, how, how, how far is Google Glass from doing this or can it already do this and what and what makes this different? So it Google Glass cannot um, and does not do this. Okay. Um, I think you have to be hooked in with the internet. I only I had a very, very okay. brief brief thing with Google Glass. She's right. Okay. So this is more like a C C T V a scanner, a money reader. This is more this is more portable, yes. more all the time. Darren brings up a good point. So right now, as it stands, it has no need of any sort of internet connection, correct? Right. And it in will fact, continue it, to not have And it will use. never, I, not, I shouldn't say never, but uh, there's no need for an internet connection at all. It doesn't use the internet in any way, right? Right. But it could potentially in the future, if they can get the technology to be able to hook to the internet to scan a barcode. And, and update a database, say, of, of, of items that... Or are they not going to do that? So, no, for them, the sky is the limit. We're actually, our partner, our sister company is Mobileye. And oh. they, are, they are the people who who are working on driverless cars. Uh-huh, yep. They're doing, they're doing all this technology for cars. It's like your car will say, 
you're too close to the yellow line or the guy behind you, blah, you know, is whatever. Um, and these are the people that are developing this. So, so they're our sister company, the sky's the limit. I don't think they're gonna do navigation, but honestly, we don't know because they're, I mean, they are frighteningly brilliant and What's, what, they're listening. One of the things that I see that you can't have with the CCTV is some of my people will sew underneath mm -hmm. the CCTV or do a crossword puzzle. Right. So they're still not that. There's not. Do you think they'll ever have the magnification capability? Um, That'd be cool, wouldn't it? If you could just change the magnification. So, that could happen. Well, I mean, what you can do. Right, if you're looking at the screen. Or you take a still. Right. And you look so, at a screen. so the glasses that you're using are only a tool. I mean, mm -hmm. they're literally like they're your mount. Right. So everything's happening in here, and nothing is happening for your vision. Right. It'd be nice if they could use some of the VR headsets or something. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. those, yeah. Right. yeah. The visual reality. That, that would be yeah. a lot more uh, right. useful, so, I think. Mm -hmm. Not that this isn't. I'm not trying to say that, but I think right. No, but to somehow VR. get it. So we have. You know, there are studies and they're always talking with this group and that group to see how we can make things work together. So do right they, now, today, it's a standalone. Do they work with people like Randy and Nimmer, who both are very techie and born blind? Absolutely, like work with as far as... Suggestions and... Yeah, they're okay. absolutely... Because, listening. I mean, really, like, I mean, if I have a question, it's these, mm -hmm. these are the people that I go to. Right. right. Really, all of our users, because they're always updating the technology and they always wanted to make it better, it's it's our current users that they're listening to, or people calling in saying, "I want this, I want that," and um, they're just not so big or so not listening that they're listening. Like they want they want to hear they want to hear your success stories, your complaints, your questions, what you want. So are you a local rep where if there is feedback, you'd be the person to contact? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I live in the Twin Cities, but I go really all over where people where people need me to go. How are your trials with dementia patients going? So there, we are not doing official, official trials, but I've trained three people with dementia. One of them yesterday. And she, um, her husband and I talked about it ahead of time, and we agreed to not do all of the bells and whistles with her. So he, because of our website, didn't even know that the reader was available, which, by the way, is a problem when we're giving them feedback. We're like, you have to tell people there's this other version available. Um, but we agreed ahead of time just to kind of see which way of triggering it works for her and which way of stopping it works for her. And we found that she was able to point and she was able to stop it by using the button, and it was very intuitive. I showed her twice, and we kept on taking the glasses on and off and saying, okay, if you want to read a book, what do you do? And she actually, at the beginning, she was forgetting. So we just simplified it down to as easy as possible. And then I sat with her husband for an hour and showed him the bells and whistles, and if he wants to get into the menu. So, so that was her, and then two other women um, who I trained, one of them about a year ago and one of them maybe a month after her, they're both using it for reading. So, And their families are happy. So we haven't done trials, but it seems to be just keeping people who, are, who love to read, just giving them something. How does the color recognition work? There is no color recognition right now. Um, that is something that is in the cooker. I don't know when they're going to add it, but it's not in there right now. No I've never seen cameras do that good with it yet, so. Yeah, there's no color. Does it have like field of view reports so you could line it up and you could tell that it was in focus 50% um, of the page or that the page was slightly at an angle or so. do you just totally ignore that and just work with them? by lining it up on the page? No, so we it, we do a combination. So the OrCam will talk to you. Um, I don't know if you heard it when I turned the page upside down. It said the page yeah. is upside down. Yeah. It also will say, 
the text seems blurry, please hold it steady, which can also mean hold it a little bit closer. It will tell you if the lighting is no good. It will read gibberish if you only catch the corner of a page. Or if you have a bunch of things in front of you, it will read like, you know that you just have it either sideways or it's catching corner. Maybe like a percentage rate would be kind of nice to have it built in, like, you, you know, you're 75% in view or... Right, so it'll tell you there's more text below. Okay. Or there may, it says there may be more text below, which usually means there's more text below, and it will say raise, raise the page, but it doesn't give you percentages right now. Do you have any idea how it does on, on computer screens, if they're blank or if they're lit or if there's any wording on them? Yes, it loves computer screens. Um, a blank screen, it's not going to read. Well, right. Yeah, the, the only reason I mention that is because I have had two computer crashes in the past three weeks, and I mean, oh devastation, devastatingly bad crashes. And uh, I was able to figure it out through my phone that there was no text, uh, but that I could just see this pointing at it. it would be a lot quicker for me to find out if there was any light on the screen or not. Well, if it said blank, then I'd know, right? It, it will tell you that there's just nothing. Nothing there. Yeah, or it will ding, which tells you there's just nothing there. Like, you can point to it in a few places, and it'll just give you a ding. Well, but even if it tells you video, so. even if it tells you something, um, if it gives you any kind of clue, like, mm. it'll read it. If there were any words on the screen at all, it would read them. Yes. Well, at least it would attempt to. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Thank yeah, you for showing us the device. Thank you. That's not all. Let's continue now with my co-host, Jason Castanguay, as we speak with Aliza Olenek. Hi, my name is Aliza Olenek. I had the pleasure of meeting with Aliza back in mid-November, and we had a great demonstration from her of the ORCAM. And I want to thank Aliza for coming in to ACB Radio's main menu. Welcome to the group. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, when we did this demonstration... I think I probably was the one that raised up my hand and <laughs> said, me first, me first. It was great to work with her because she gave me first-hand demonstration and even put the camera on my head, and it was great being there. So thanks a lot for the great interaction. Thank you. It's always good to have an enthusiastic crowd. And actually, we did that day. Aliza, um, tell us, what got you started into working with accessibility and ORCAM? Uh, were you just in the right place at the right time, or how did that work? That's exactly what it was. I was exactly in the right place at the right time, and as soon as I heard about it, I just said, this is what I have to do. This is where I have to be. I was in a life period of looking for something new, and this was just right in front of me, and the timing was perfect, and I'm so happy. Yeah, you get to meet a lot of interesting people. You were in Vegas, is that right? I was. I was in Vegas. I just got back from the CES show, and it was quite wonderful to be there representing ORCAM. But I will tell you that no matter how large-scale, like CES, or just going to someone's home and working with them one-on-one, -on -one, I can honestly say that every single workday for me is a good workday because I get to be involved in someone having their life changed, someone having their life made easier because of this device. You're still working. You're working now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good working. I get to talk to you. Great. Yep. Same here. I just like your story about being in the right place at the right time. And I'm just wondering, out of curiosity's sake, what was your job prior? Was it totally different? It was pretty different. I was working in interpreting services, working with medical interpreters of all languages. Wow. And before that, I was doing business management for many, many years. So pretty different. Okay. Wow. You mentioned interpreters for different languages or for hard of hearing? All of the above. I was involved with connecting interpreters for all languages, including ASL. Ah, uh -huh. terrific. She's very good in her job. Ladies and gentlemen, when she came into the room, she started demonstrating and had the whole audience captivated by ORCAM. Just her presence just lit up the room with excitement. Everybody was all ready to learn something new about ORCAM because a lot of us have heard about it and have seen YouTube demonstrations. We actually hadn't had our hands on them before. 
first of all, you just made me blush. Thank you. <laughs> I came about you guys. It was such a great group. Really enthusiastic. Everyone out there should know that you guys can all get your hands on this. We have reps all over the place, and we really want to work with you. This device is not this far-fetched thing. It's really for so many people, and we can come and we can bring it to you. We can do large demos, small demos, one-on-one, one-on-one, however many. We're very, very flexible, and we just want to work with you and accommodate you. Now, you may remember this moment. I'm not sure because you work with so many people and you go so many places, but... When she was up here, and up here, I'm in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, where we had our demonstration. And when she engaged FaceTime recognition and told me that I was looking at her, I went, wow, I can see. <laughs> and it, it was pretty cool. It was actually uh, one of the neatest things to be able to recognize people. And I think that's one of the things that are the most fascinating about the device. And if I remember correctly, it can view, is it 200 faces or is it 100? So it's 100 and then 100. 150 products. Okay. Um, and you can go, if you have less products, you can have more faces, less faces, more products. But it's it's quite a few. Yeah, uh, I remember turning toward her and uh, it said her name, but you had a name recorded by a different individual. So it wasn't actually recorded in your voice. It was somebody else <laughs> mispronouncing your name. <laughs> right. It was probably someone saying Eliza, if I recall. Yeah, yep. Everyone calls me. Yep, it took me a few tries before I got it right. If anyone wanted to arrange a demonstration, how would they go about doing that? If you're here in Minnesota, you're not in Minnesota, right? I'm not, no. Okay, I'm going to give you our 800 number. Okay. And you can just call our 800 number, 1-800-713-3741, or you can open up our website www.orcam.com and there's a space to request a free demo and we will get right back to you oh that's perfect it's capital o small r and then capital c small a m it came from the word or which is a hebrew word for light and camera thank you Thank you for asking. How many demos do you usually do, let's say, in... uh, Well, it sounds like you were really busy today. I know we were texting for a little while, and then you were getting ready to go in the snow, uh, and now we're doing this one. So how many usually per day do you do? Three, five, four? It just depends, I'm sure. But, you know, give me a kind of an... So it just depends. Today, Today there was a lot of driving around in the snow involved, and it was a pretty busy day. Generally, I would say anywhere from one to three, even zero to three, because we have to save time for training. So when someone purchases a device, we actually go and sit with you in your home and give you a really good training, like a two to three hour training. So it depends what's happening with the trainings and the weather and how far I have to drive. It just varies. Yeah, very good. Anything else that you would like to add, Elisa, before we wind up the show? I just want to add that I'm not only saying this because I work for OrCam. OrCam really is the best device out there on the market. And it is a life changer in so many ways that we don't even always expect. Like we know that it's going to do what we say it's going to do. But the stories that we get from people and anyone out there with an OrCam, we do want to hear your stories. So please be in touch with us, even if you haven't spoken with your trainer for a year. If you have great stories, we want to hear them. It's just a wonderful device, and it is it is really a privilege for me being able to work with our OrCam users and being able to train people and work with people and hear the stories. Hopefully enough people are finally realizing that it's not acceptable to put your best, biggest part of your brain into making everything accessible. Yep. You have to have everything ready for everybody. If you have a crash on your computer, it can read computer screens. It will read text, facial recognition, just some fantastic stuff. Having said that, before we wind up, I would like to uh, know in mid-November when we met around the 15th, 14th, somewhere right around in there, has anything changed in the software since then? Any, any updates that you'd like to talk about? We haven't had an update yet. Um, a couple things that you did not just mention were the product recognition. There is a watch feature in there, so you could just do a raise your wrist gesture and it tells you the time. 
But no, since we met this winter, we haven't had any updates. But whenever we do get an update, whenever the engineers make an update and are ready to put it into the device as part of your warranty, you get that update. And it's a very easy update. The purchasers of the device can continue to update. Is that correct? Yes. So you keep your own device and we send you an SD card and you get all of the new features. I'm not sure what's happening with the hardware right now. We haven't really had any issues with the processing. It reads pretty much in real time. It gives about less than a second lag. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they're going to make it any faster. All right. Fair enough. I don't know that they're not either. The sky's the limit. These are people that are working on this. And it's quite portable. Yes. Hi, Main Menu listeners, Jason here, and I'd like to talk to you about an interesting service I learned about a few weeks ago. It is called GoGo Grandparent. It's a service geared for older audiences, those seniors who may be unable to drive and still want the mobility and flexibility of a car and being able to get here and there. GoGo Grandparent doesn't provide rides directly. They use Uber to provide the riding. It takes away the hassle of dealing with smartphones and touchscreens and allows users to use a standard telephone, dial into a number, and get a menu of choices. He or she can select to be picked up from home, dropped off at a certain location. I believe there are several custom locations you can configure through the website. And there is also the ability to speak to an operator, and operators are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, I can think of several people who are not necessarily seniors, who don't deal with smartphones, and how useful would this service be for them as well? The features I just described are neat in and of themselves, but additionally, you can configure family members so that family members can be alerted when the main user takes a ride, reports a problem, or simply wants to ask a question. GoGo Grandparent charges an additional 19 cents per minute while they're monitoring, and that is the only cost I can see, and that service fee is figured into the total cost per ride. On the GoGo Grandparent website, you can activate a demo, and the system will call you so that you can play around with the menus. I'm going to do that now so you can see what it sounds like. That's pretty quick. All right. Hello? Feel free to play around. This is just a demonstration, so any ride that you order here won't actually come. Hi, thanks for calling GoGo Grandparent. The current price of a ride is 90 cents a mile and 15 cents a minute. Please press 1 to order a car that will pick you up from your home. Please press 2 to order a car that will pick you up from where we dropped you off last. Please press any other number to speak with an operator right away. To repeat, please press 1 to order a car to pick you up from your home. Please press 2 okay. to order a Okay, I'm going car to press to 1. Up from Hold on tight. We're finding your car now. Stay on the line, and we'll give you more information about your ride. Thank you for waiting. Your driver will arrive in five minutes. Your driver's name is Justin. Justin will be driving a Toyota Prius. The license plate is GOGO. Please head outside to meet your driver. Or you can call your driver now by pressing any key you'd like. Again, please head outside to meet your driver. Or you can call your driver now by pressing any key you'd like. Again, your driver will arrive in... Okay, so it repeats the information. I'm just going to press any key. I I didn't realize this might get us out of the main menu so easily, but let's see. I'll just hit a button. to be a little confusing. And so now, if you want to speak to a real 
professional grandchild, dial our number, 855-464-6872, and they'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Thanks so much for trying the GoGo Grandparent demo. Okay, I uh, wasn't recording anymore, but I received a follow-up call from that demo to let me know what it would be like when the ride was very close to arriving, and it just called and recapped some of the information and let me press a number to speak with the driver if I wanted to. So that gives you an idea of what kinds of options you have. I have a feeling that there are more options depending on how much the service is configured once sign-up is complete. The website is gogograndparent.com. That's G-O-G-O-G-R-A-N-D-P-A-R-E-N-T.com. I realize, too, that although the user may not have to deal with smartphones and touchscreens to summon Uber, there still is necessity to deal with a computer and a website in order to set up the service. I hope you've enjoyed this little demo. I thought it was a pretty clever operation, and I wanted to show it to you. Jason here with you once again, and I wanted to talk to you about my experience buying a new MacBook. My old MacBook died last summer, and it took me a little while, but I wanted to save up money and get a new one as quickly as possible. In November, I went into my local Apple store. I wanted to see those shiny new MacBooks with touch bar and also compare it to the model previous, I'll just call it the 2015 model to keep it simple. So I sidled up to one of those shiny new MacBooks and I was surprised at what I saw. The border around the keyboard is much smaller than it is in previous models and the keys come right to the metal of the machine with a very, very thin line in between. The keys also don't move very much when you type, so you still get a decent amount of tactile feedback, but you just don't have that movement that you might be used to typing on previous models. I found that that lack of border made it so I needed to be extra careful when positioning my fingers and finding where everything was. The dots are still on the F and J, which is a helpful thing. The touch bar, however, worked as expected. It felt like a thin strip of touchscreen that went from the left end to the right end of the machine, where the F keys would be. That took very little practice to understand how it worked and use it reliably. I was also noticing how thin the MacBook was, and that was appealing. And it seemed to feel cool to the touch, whereas my old MacBook, it got warm pretty quickly, and I have a feeling that's what depleted my batteries over time. Lithium-ion batteries are not so happy with heat. I was also noticing those new USB-C type connections, and I felt that the 13-inch was going to be the one. I just didn't know if I wanted model with the touch bar or the previous model. So I did end up looking over at the previous model, and it felt much more familiar in terms of the keyboard, although I did notice there was some change in the keyboard and how the keys move up and down between that and my old MacBook. Other than that, it had the familiar USB connections and regular F keys. The older model also included a MagSafe charging port and an SD card reader. I thought it was very odd that they took away the MagSafe port and card reader in the newer model. I think some of it had to do with the fact that the MacBook is thinner and maybe they didn't have the room for the card reader, but the MagSafe I was really surprised to see go away because I really liked that MagSafe. You have your laptop on a table, you're walking by it and forget maybe that you have it plugged in, you trip over the cord, no problem, it just yanks right out of there. Nothing gets hurt except maybe your pride. So that was a strange thing and something I considered carefully as well. I was surprised that I was daunted by the new keyboard. But when you're in an Apple store and there's lots of noise around you and you're trying to gather information, it can be a little bit off-putting. Not to mention the fact that you're standing and looking down at computers sitting on a bar. The typing experience just isn't the same. I went home thinking, oh my goodness, I, I thought I wanted the newest and greatest thing, but now I'm not so sure. And it really took me a while. I 
simmered over it and stewed over it and talked to other people about it. And there were a couple saying, oh, why go with the new stuff? All those new USB-C connections that nobody has yet or that you have to have all these little adapters for to adapt it to your older USB devices. It's just going to be a pain and, and who cares? But the more I got to thinking about it, I tried to weigh the pros and cons and I felt that it is just so against my grain to go with something a little older. And I really like the touch bar. I like the touch ID, which allows you to log in with your fingerprint just as you do on new iDevices. The battery life sounded really good. The solid state drive, I haven't had any of that before. The base model had a nice fast processor, 2.9 gigahertz burstable to 3.3 gigahertz. So what is Jason going to do? Jason decided to go with the latest and greatest and deal with the risk. I ordered it online. I upgraded the baseline to 16 gigs of RAM and I upgraded the solid state drive to a terabyte. It came a little earlier than expected in early January and I have been loving it. The keyboard is different. Yes, it is, but typing in a regular position sitting or with the computer at an appropriate height feels just fine. There's still good tactile feedback. It has been interesting getting used to the touch bar and seeing what kinds of things I can do. A lot of the stock apps use the touch bar for operations where I would normally use a keyboard shortcut. I find myself kind of playing with the touch bar for certain things that are easier with the touch bar and then reverting to my keyboard shortcuts that I'm used to because my hands are already on the keyboard. Sometimes if my hands just happen to be closer to the touch bar, I will use the touch bar option rather than the keyboard shortcut. It's really easy in Safari, for example, to go back to the previous page or your tabs are listed in the touch bar area so you can quickly flip from one tab to another. Rather than going consecutively, you can go directly to a particular tab. I also like to include emoji characters sometimes and doing that is really easy with the touch bar. You just hit a selector that opens up the emoji palette right on the whole strip and they're all laid out right there from which to choose and you can quickly go to other pages in different categories and it doesn't dismiss as soon as you pick one so it's very easy to pick one and another and another and another and have a whole lot of fun with that. I really like logging in with my fingerprint much faster, incredibly faster. And you can also use your fingerprint during certain administrative tasks where your password is needed. Battery life has been very good, and I don't mind the USB-C ports. I don't have tons of devices, and I bought a few adapters so I can use my older USB devices. I thought of making this a macadamia entry, but I realized this isn't really teaching anyone anything. I just wanted to provide my personal experience. Before we wrap up the show, we have some news items for you. NV Access has released their 2017 release candidate one for NVDA, and it includes some interesting improvements. NVDA will now report text columns and sections in Microsoft Word. You can use the Kindle app for PC to read, navigate, and annotate books, and you have some improved experience within the Edge browser. You can find out more at nvaccess.org. Dictation Bridge has released their first public beta. Lucy Greco will be joining us to talk all about it in an upcoming show. In the meantime, you can find out more information at dictationbridge.com. Roger, the very popular iOS and Android apps that we reviewed some time ago on Main Menu, is going away. There is a post from the developer explaining the situation, and it will be officially terminated on March 15th. To read more, go to medium.com slash roger talk and look for what we've been up to. In the meantime, we, the main menu team, used Roger a lot to communicate with each other. And so we have been having an interesting time looking for an alternative that provides similar functionality. I've also been informed that there is a post about OrCam in the current issue of AFB's Access World. More information is at afb.org slash accessworld. Coming up on Main Menu, we'll be talking more about accessible TV options, including satellite and cable, and a submission from Mike Barnard and his friend Jeremy DeLeche on a Windows utility to help with burning, ripping, and copying CDs. 
Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It can be heard every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream. It repeats every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen on any internet-connected device by going to acbradio.org mainstream, grab it as a podcast, use ACB link for iOS, or call 605-475-8130 at airtime. If you have any ideas or would like to submit content of your own, please feel free to contact us. Email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at mainmenu. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.